The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy. That means it's another week of Nebraska Preps postgame with Jacob Padilla, one of the best in the business, and I'm just along for the ride. Old DB, man. Another week, a lot of hoops. Fortunately and unfortunately, I kind of like when we're in the same place. Um... But we still watched a lot of different games because you obviously have to have the coaching dynamic, so that's yeah. always good. And uh, there was one game where we were both uh, focused in on this weekend, uh, <laughs> yeah. ran into each other for first time this season. I have to say it's a lot more fun watching your team than coaching against them, but that was yeah, a fun one. They are, they're, they're a handful. And I, and I felt like, you know, it's like the kids said, and in particular, you know, Caleb in the car – you could just, and I'm not just saying this because I'm working with you, because I, I would, I'd rather be right than well liked, right? <laughs> that's what I tell people. He goes, you can tell they're well coached, right? It, it, that's a team, especially when you know when you cut it to three and we get off to the slow sluggish start, and you were taking care of the ball better early, so we couldn't control tempo. We weren't really sharing it very well early either. I, I didn't like some of the shot selection. And you guys can flat out shoot the basketball. Like <laughs> you, you have some guys that can put the biscuit in the basket from distance. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's right off top of it. We're talking about the River City's hoop summer tip off this year. Kind of the uh, always the 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 beginning to the the summer here um, that OSA hosts. Um, it's typically uh, kind of the biggest like local tournament. Most most of the local programs are in it. Um, uh, the Nebraska and Lincoln Supreme teams were down in their own event um, down in uh, Cape Girardeau. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of the powerhouse teams were elsewhere, but um, OSA, uh, Hoffman's, ICE, and the, the D-League teams, Fremont and Norfolk, uh, kind of they, they only play in July. So um, first chance to see them. Um, so just a, a lot of local teams, obviously ETG. Um, so that that was kind of this weekend and uh, – yeah, it was it was a fun time. Um, I guess probably start start talking about our matchup, but start with the the seventeen U division. And fortunately, uh, division had no champion. Uh, uh, your your team and mine, we we played in the semifinals. Um, we're talking about you, you guys got on us early. We battled back. Uh, I think about four four or three and a half to go. It was about a six point game. We had a look from three. It missed. You guys went down, knocked down four threes in a row, and that was ball game. But. Yeah. Um, uh, that was a fun one. Again, you guys are the best team we've played this year, I think. Um, and I, I was proud of my guys in their effort. We we weren't super um, polished this weekend. Obviously, first weekend back. Um, didn't quite play like ourselves, I think, throughout the weekend. But we found ways to win our first three games. They were all competitive, all close. And and then we gave you guys a good battle in the semis, I think. On the other side, it was ETG um, handled uh, Team Factory. Yeah. Were um, you surprised at how easily that game went? I would have probably leaned towards Team Factory, 
all things being equal, at tip. But as that game wore on, it it was never really close. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get as fo- – obviously, we were busy at the same time, going at the same time. I didn't get a follow how exactly it played out. Um, but credit to the ETG-17s going undefeated. They had to play with six and seven all weekend, kind of depending on the game. Um, and then I think in that semifinal, they had a couple guys get, yeah, get Ma- banged up. Ma- Ma- Jaw was developing uh, some, some tender knees and kind of Milliken. I took a look at it right after just to see – you know, because we were obviously going to maybe get ready to play that yeah. 2.30 game. So, you know, I just took a look at it. He had some some swollen stiffness around his right calf. It had swelled a little bit. Yeah. You could tell the skin was stretched pretty good. So I don't know if it was, flu- you know, flu- uh, it's obviously fluid. But I didn't exactly know what from. And so they could have easily been down to five because Maul wasn't going to go. And I felt like he was a guy that made himself a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this weekend. Uh, I I felt like Maul Joel from Papio South and ETG was easily their best player this weekend. Yeah, uh, in their first game I watched uh, against Southwest IO Impact, he had a double-double, 17-11, hit a three, uh, a couple of free throws, was all over the offensive glass. He was really good in that game. And uh, Connor Milken, game-winning layup with five and a half seconds left. Uh, they they kind of rallied late, uh, they were down four. JJ uh, Farron hit a three. They got a they uh, missed a free throw, and then they went down. and uh, Connor went length uh, length of the court to score. So um, they they were that close to to not even getting to uh, getting out of their first game with a win. But um, they got it done, and then got stronger. I think throughout the weekend, despite being shorthanded. But like you said, they um, with ETG and ETG obviously same organization at that point. Um, There's no reason to go nine on five and. Um, in that championship game. So it's kind of disappointing. We'd like to see it, but... Um, yeah, I think if if they're fully loaded, I would have loved to have seen that game. Oh, right, 100%. just just because there's some, there's some good matchups and, and um, you know, similar styles and getting a chance. We've got to guard the perimeter, seeing if we made any progress after playing you guys where you're so unselfish in terms of making the extra, extra pass. Um, and it's a handful. And so, you know, you, you get a... A J.J. Farron and a, and a Milliken and, you know, a Stuvey when he's shooting it well or Trey Mosman when he's shooting it well. Like, those are, those are those things where it's like, oh, okay, is there a practical application of what we just saw playing you guys where you space the floor and share the ball so well? Because I felt like even when you got rattled, you went through your stretch, you had double-digit turnovers, which ultimately I think sealed your fate, but I still liked your composure, right, for the most part. <laughs> and that's – Your guys yeah. didn't back down either, right? We – there were some games played where you could kind of sense where people felt like they were overmatched before the tip even happened. I didn't get that sense from you. Yeah, and I think part of it – I had some guys on my team um, that are uh, – go to the same school with some of the kids on yours. So yeah. that that's always fun when guys uh, kind of get geared up to, to go at each other. Um, and – Couple, I mean, two guys in particular, Kevin Brown and Luke Davis, the uh, West Side Miller North, going against West Side Miller North guys. They, yeah. they were they were both fired up for that game, and those guys played really well. I thought Kevin. So Kevin had another good weekend. I yeah. so I was telling somebody this, and I'm not afraid to say this out loud because I, I I think the difference. Kevin Brown has been fantastic for you. Hundred uh, percent. He's been fantastic for you all summer, and I think the difference is. 
And and you know, I, I, I talked to, to Caleb and CJ and Kevin, his teammates, about this. When he feels empowered and that he's important, he's different. And I think you've empowered him to be that guy. I think he's comfortable in that role being that guy. And he knows he's not he's not looking over his shoulder. That's which which I which is the biggest difference, but you can see that the talent is still there, and I think sometimes playing with, you know, with Kevin and Tate and Caleb and and CJ, like you're way kind of down on that options chart, so his game changes. He may just have to be a guy you let go and you let the the, the chips fall where they may. And I think you could definitely tell later in July as a, or June rather as opposed to earlier, he was playing with more confidence. Um, I think he did feel a little bit more of that early on. I think he was. All, all these guys that played varsity before, I'm the, kind of the new guy um, trying to break in here. He kind of deferred a little bit, wasn't super confident when he had the ball. I think he got better about the weekend, and like you said, he, he's been really good for me, and uh, that's try, try to make kids confident, try to put them in good positions where they can have success and then build off that, and he, he's certainly done that. Um, just He had a really good weekend. I, um, just some of the top performances from the 17s that I saw. Uh, start with Zach Grangin for my team yeah. in our first game of the weekend. Uh, 25 points on nine and 13 shooting five of seven from three, four boards. Like he was just phenomenal. Again, we, we were kind of getting off to a sluggish start in that game. Um, we weren't really on the same page defensively like we normally are. Uh, and he carried us for stretches there when we needed it. Um, he, he man, kid can really score the ball. Um, it mentioned mall Joel, uh, the, um, Anthony Simon for Hoffman's from oh, Wahoo yeah. and another big game. Hey. That's, he had 25 on he, seven to nine shooting. He dealt us fits too. Yeah, uh, we played him. I think the second game, man, and I, uh, he dealt us fits. He, yeah. he he was finding ways to get to the ten. He's a good shooter. You know, a couple of coaches stopped over. I just happened to be talking to Coach Chubbick, and and we're watching this game, and he's like, "Man, who's this guy?" <laughs> yeah, you know, because and he's doing it against good competition. I. I I thought he was a handful all weekend. Yeah. Well, they, they got a good one there. And I think, uh, I think I saw you had a 30 point game uh, outside of any of the ones that I saw. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's definitely a, a guy to keep an eye out for. And again, Wahoo's going to be loaded this year. Because um, right now, like that, that guy's, gonna, that guy's coming off their, their bench. How are you going to keep one. their scoring down? <laughs> uh, it's just going to come down to decision making and um, if they share the ball well enough. But they've got all the pieces to, to be really, really good in that class. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Um, so that's kind of just overview of the 17s. It was a fun weekend. Again, I, I think um, your 16s playing up showed that they belong. They're one of the best, if not the best, in the state. Um, uh, again, I would have loved to see that, that championship game, but it's unfortunate. 16U division, we did get a championship. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't keep it uh, in state this year. Um, but um, overall, it was a good run for the 16s. Uh, OSA uh, Adidas Gold, uh, Pat Freeman, uh, Pat Freeman's team, they, they they had the lead kind of all the way through and just kind of let it slip away from them against all Iowa attack in, in the he, final. He does a good job. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like watching him kind of work. I just sometimes just – I'll watch in random game just because you hear about guys and you try to pit it. So the last couple of games I've seen him in June and now here in, or not June, in May and now July, he he does a really good job with those guys. They maximize. Well, and they had to kind of face the obstacle of losing their best player who moved up to your team yeah. um, with Alex Wilcoxon, and they kind of ran everything through him. Um, especially like toward the end of the spring, like he was just terrific. Um, and so that's a, you, you lose a guy averaging 15 to 20 a game for you. That's going to dramatically change what you do. So they kind of had to, uh, figure some things out. They, they didn't have a dominant weekend, but they kept finding ways to win throughout the weekend. Um, there's one or two games where they were in a tight battle with maybe a team that they were definitely better than, um, and eventually found a way to kind of pull it out. Um, but then they scored a big win in the semifinals against Omaha elite. Um, it to, that's to an athletic. That's an athletic bunch. Yeah, I'll talk about them in a minute. But Carter Mick, um, he's got to be that guy that steps up with Wilcox and gone. Um, and he did in the in the championship game. Finished with twenty two. Um, got off to a great start. I think um sixteen in the first half, something like that. Um, nobody else was really going, and he's the one that kind of got them started early on and put them on his back. And um. He and Joey Veith, I think, had a really good weekend as well. I know he had, um, I think, 20. And, uh, it's just good to see uh, yeah. him healthy for an extended period of time. Yeah. And it's, it's been a tough summer on his body. And I think he's been shooting the ball better recently than he did early in the spring. Um, had a good weekend. He had 12 in the championship game. They just couldn't quite get enough stops down the stretch and enough buckets um, uh, to, to keep up with the, the attack team. But it was a close and it was a good championship game. Um, and that, that, that's a good run for those guys. Again, it's good team. Alec Wilkins as well on that team. Um, I think those three that I mentioned are going to have to kind of carry yeah, the talk, load. You talk about playing hard. Boy, Wilkins, he, he leaves it out there, doesn't he? Yep, no doubt. And it's a team with two uh, two really strong downhill left-hand drivers in Mick and, and Wilkins. And if you don't got the scouting report, that, that can be tough. Uh, it can catch you off guard for sure. Yeah, Mick, I know like the odds on favorites. You know, Malachi Coleman, obviously. Um, uh, guys like uh, Jalen Lloyd. Carter Mick's going to put himself in the in the discussion of for the athlete, next class for yeah. athletes of the year. Yeah. Right, well, and especially next year when he's a, yeah. uh, the that's right because he's, he's, he's a yeah, yeah he's, he's a only junior now. but yeah he's it's it's really impressive what he's been doing on the baseball diamond uh, and then going directly from that to hooping on the weekends. Uh, he, he he's a very good athlete. He's gonna very he's gonna be so. really really good for uh, them for the next two years in both baseball and basketball. I mentioned the Omaha Elite who fell to uh, OSA in, in the semifinals. I saw them play in the quarterfinal, um, and a guy that continues to get better and better, I think, is Quentin McCafferty, oh, yeah. uh, the big guy for, from Omaha Concordia. Yeah. 
And um, for, from where he was two years ago when I first saw him, like, who is this giant kid coming off the bench to where he is now? Like, he, he did not miss a shot. He scored. Yeah, people, people think they thought showcase, and they're like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. No, he was, he was pretty good. Scored 16, did not miss a shot, hit a three, um, three blocks, two steals. Um, he, he's a big dude, and he has continued to develop his skill level and his touch gets, around the basket. Gets along with others, too. He was, he was well-received. Yeah. Um, so and, that, and I think that matters, right? When, when other players, like, root and cheer on your success, like, he's one of those guys that, that people gravitated towards. Yeah, and so you, you pair him with uh, that backcourt, Delron Thomas and Minor Strong from Omaha North, um, and that's hey, a good how, team there. How, how crafty is Delron? I just, just the subtle change of pace. He's he's developing that high basketball IQ. Well, and for him, I think it's going to be all about his shot selection. Oh, 100 percent. He when he takes good shots and lets the game come to him, man, he is tough. Yeah. Right? It's like, you know, because he can put it on the deck, but he's such a good shooter. Yep. You know, and doesn't need a lot of time either. He 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 can get it off. Yep. And um. Omaha Elite beat Powerhouse uh, Hoops Elite Brown uh, in, in that pool game to to uh, advance to the quarterfinals to win that pool. Um, Powerhouse um, had a good weekend overall, but um, they, they fell to uh, attack in a close one. Um, and then MBDA also uh, had a good run this weekend. They uh, ended up winning their pool in a tiebreaker because they all three beat each other. Um, OSA Travis beat them. And watch out for Dylan Clawson. So, okay, so since the showcase, right, that's probably been one of the names where everybody wonders, it's either one of two things. Is this who he really is, and when's, or when's this going to, how long can he keep this up? <laughs> it's, one, it's one of those two things because he's had some performances. Um, well, uh, Dylan Clawson from, Omaha, from Creighton Prep. Oh, I thought you were talking so, about No, okay. not Landon not, Klassen. I thought you were talking Landon about Klassen. Klassen. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dylan Clawson, he played JV for them last year. He, he's playing for OSA Travis. Um, six five. He's long, skilled. As, as my son said yesterday at the dinner table, uh, why doesn't he play more? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and he probably the best performance I've seen from. He's a kid that he, he's skilled, he's talented, but he's not super assertive all the time. And he was getting his hands on balls defensively too. Yeah, so going against Tracen Anderson, six nine D one off. He gave him all. He gave him all he wanted. Eighteen and nine I shot the I ball was, really I think well. I was sitting next to you yeah. for that one. And he was going right at him. Yeah, too. he was. I, I yes, talked to him after it. I was like, dude. You saw what you just did against that kid. Yeah. You, you bring this level of aggression like, in right every game, you. you're going to be tough to stop. Cause hey, show, showed some good footwork. Yeah. You know, I'm like, huh. And, Josh, it seems like Prep always has one or two of those guys that are coming from, you know, their JV team, yeah. and they they step in, and it's like, oh, they've got a role. And I know that's the way that he kind of wants to build yeah. his program, so I hate to give him credit <laughs> for that. But I <laughs> – it's my guy. I can mess with him, but yeah, he that that's a good call because I felt like he was a little overshadowed, and there was even a point where I wanted Tracing to be more aggressive. Yeah, I'm gonna give it back. Yeah, right. Like that's that's kind. Of, you just you want to see that. Yeah, he he really stepped up, and Tracing at 23 and 14 in that game. Um, How about but, him being able to use either shoulder? Yeah, he He's, can turn over his right shoulder. He can turn over his left shoulder. That 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 is tough for a guy that is. Plays kind of like a true post. 
You know, he's very capable of just handling it on the blocks. Now, he's got range. But, man, when it gets dumped down to him, he has got an array of moves. And he's really aggressive on the offensive glass. Hey, he's 6'9". He knows that he's going to go get that ball if you don't do a great job of boxing him out. So he had a good weekend overall. Um, uh, I think those were probably most of the, uh, the kind of the 16 new standouts I had. Um, so we did have a championship there. Um, last division there in the high school was the 15 news. Yeah. And – we saw you here sitting right next to me yeah. for that one, too. Uh, ETG and NRE um, going at it, and uh, ETG ended up pulling out the win, close one. NRE led most of the way, and ETG made a furious rally down the stretch, got it to overtime. That ETG and 15s makes it hard on themselves sometimes, don't they? They, they do, yes. Um, just, again, shot selection is such a big deal, in summer basketball in particular. Like The teams that are able to generate the best looks – and uh, are typically the ones that are going to do well on a consistent base. And that's why I always stress with my guys, we're not playing with the shot clock. Like, take all the time you need, work hard, wait for the right one, because we will get a good look if you guys uh, are patient with it. Um, and that's, that, that's sometimes tough for, for kids to figure out. They think, I got the ball, I got to go make a play, as opposed to I got to make a play for somebody else. I got to give up the ball, make a hard cut, open up the driving lane, that type of deal. Um, it's always interesting to see, you know, former teammates play against each other. Like what's going to happen with BJ and and Lazaric, who, yeah. you know, one's playing for ETG, one's playing for uh, NRE, and and he got a a southeast versus a you know a northeast, right? In terms of their their Lincoln rosters, but two good guards that are very familiar with one another. Both are a handful. Yeah, and. Um, ETG ended up, uh, so got that game to overtime and then dominated the overtime. It was 7 nothing, and uh, NRE got tough looks every time down the floor, and that was the difference. Uh, ETG, they really stepped it up on defense, didn't give them anything easy, and then went down and converted on the other end. I think Reese Kircher hit a big three, the go-ahead three, to kind of start overtime. How, uh, how, how impressed are you with Sam's ability to play a couple of different ways? He's not just a, he's not just a strong body right his ability to switch and guard different defenders and then get out and run I think it's a pretty underappreciated thing he does and like you told me you don't just roll out of the rack and get 20 as a, as as a, a freshman, freshman no matter yeah no matter what <laughs> he goes that they are central Sam Sourdyke is who we're talking about and um yeah he he had a really good high school season as a freshman kind of an undersized big that's yeah. continuing to kind of develop out the skill set trying to transition to, to playing more on the perimeter but man he goes hard he goes hard, and that is a really valuable skill to have if you're strong, as strong uh, as he is. He's got a really solid frame all over the offensive glass and strong taste to the rim. I don't know that anybody individually played super great in that game on either side. Uh, Lazare got off to a great start and then cooled off a little bit, um, but it, it, was a, it was a tough game. Both teams defended. Like I said, there's some tough shots going up both ways, but in the end, ETG was able to pull it out. Um, and so they made it out of the weekend undefeated. Although, again, in the semifinals, they, they uh, had to basically do the same thing. They were down. It looked like it was over. Uh, it was double digits, I think, um, like 11 points, something like that, late in the second half. And they really turned it up and found a way to get out of there with a win. Uh, credit Coach, to Coach Runco has his hands full managing those personalities. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of alphas on yeah. that team. And credit to Tyson Oddbody, hit some big free throws down the stretch. Hey, he's, in, in get, he's, he's pretty crafty. I felt like some of the early experience he got playing for Coach Simons uh, in the summer league 
he's playing varsity. I feel like that kind of helped him yeah. a little bit in terms of having to get your shots off at different angles in different ways, and he was pretty good on the offensive glass where I think he can make some hay. He was really good in the uh, the, the game against Southwest Iowa Impact that I watched. I had 20 and 10, um, 8 to 12 shooting, hit a 3, five offensive boards like you mentioned. He's um, very capable. And he's a guy that I think is continuing to get better. He's got some older guys to battle with at Westside that I think will continue to make him better with Kevin and Kevin and uh, some of those guys. Yeah, and um, his older good, brother who he yeah, can get some games in with. Good for him to go up against that kind of competition. I think that's what he needs. Um, he's continuing to develop a skill set. Um, and obviously he's got some good size uh, at 15 already, um, already taller than his brother. So um, he's the one to watch down the line. I think Reese Kircher did play. Uh, had a really nice all-around game in that. I thought he had a pretty good weekend handling the ball and making plays um, and, and hit some tough shots. Um, and we mentioned uh, Lazare Houston. He's kind of the, the leading guy for the NRA team, gets a lot of shots up. He, he can he can hit some tough ones, man. I watched them play against uh, OSA Gold, um, Adidas Gold, and he they didn't really have an answer for him early on and um, kind of had to dig themselves out of a hole and couldn't quite get there, but – um, he's a guy that can hit some tough shots, and we'll see kind of how he falls in that hierarchy at Northeast with some of the older guys around uh, them with Christian Wynn and Porter Basil and Jalen Lang and those guys. But um, he's definitely a young guy with some shot-making uh, ability. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Uh, so you were talking earlier uh, kind of off pod about guys games growing over the summer and a couple of these guys that I think you're probably going to talk about are are benefiting isn't the word flourishing without their usual backcourt suspects so they they're playing a little bit differently guys like Alex Wilcoxon who is typically in that backcourt paired with Landon Pekorski he's got a different role with his summer team his got an even more different role with ETG as he gets kind of, in essence, the call-up. 
He's had a fantastic summer, man. He's unbelievable. First game watch came in and scored 10 points off the bench almost immediately. Um, just yeah. So I'm not, I try not to – I think I do a pretty good job. Like when, you have your, when you're going with your stats and you're watching, I try not to talk as much. And you're writing and you're doing your thing and kind of taking it in and you're watching. And I hear you say out of my left ear, you're like, well, that was a quick 10 for Wilcoxon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't – it didn't even dawn on me, yeah. but – it was right. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, couple of couple of open threes had a nice little pull up mid range, uh, another little bucket. So yeah, he came in off the bench immediately. Like you said, he's a good fit for that team. He's uh, got those well. good strong legs, man. He's yeah. he's more athletic than people give him credit for, and he's got a willingness to defend. Yeah, and on that same team we talked about, Caleb Benning. Um, I, I think he from where he was at the start of the spring, kind of. Uh, he's in and out. He's obviously going football visits, still, um, still doing some of that stuff. He wasn't playing uh, every game um, to to where he is now. I think watching him throughout June and this weekend, yeah. um, I, he's, I think, really stepped up offensively without C.J. Mitchell. And I think that's the kind of guy where, Caleb, um, you've got uh, some other good guards there. Fine defending, getting the, the basket, rebounding, making plays for others. But with C.J. gone, that's another guy that, really puts pressure on the rim, and so you need somebody to step up. And Caleb, he was a handful for us. He played well uh, in, in the first game I watched, uh, and he was really good in June. He was scoring double figures almost every single game I saw for them uh, yeah. down the stretch. He shot it really well. And I think for him is um, sometimes he's just a little too unselfish. There are times where he should probably be a little bit more selfish, and he's learning now – to be a two-way guy where – because Westside's going to need him to score. Uh, they didn't a year ago. He's already become an elite-level defender, right? He's going to get – he really makes it miserable on guards. Yeah. And I think managing that back and forth on both ends is is new for him, and he's starting to kind of get it. And I think he's doing a better job of under control, better drives to the rim as opposed to, you know what, I'm just going to put my head down and go. Yeah, He's crafty a little bit here. He's doing a better yeah. job of – attacking on balance and when he's getting contact it's still a shot that he can make as opposed to just flying in there trying to get to the foul line yeah. and that's a big difference I think when um like you always when you're going to the basket you always want to put up a shot that you can make because you never know if you're going to get that call um now he's just got to figure out how to stay off the ground a little bit it seems like every time he attacks back at the basket he ends up uh on the ground but it drives it drives me crazy <laughs> that's for sure I, and I, I felt like uh, we talked about Mo Joel yeah. Uh, another guy that I felt like had a really good weekend, Grand Jeanette, a really good week. I guess in watching how, again, a guy that's playing kind of a different offensive style than he typically plays, Grand Jeanette gets buckets in a variety of different ways. I think sometimes he gets pigeonholed. Yeah. Well, and for Millard West, he kind of has to play more of the point um, just with what they have as a roster. They don't really have a true point guard on the team. It's kind of a lot of uh, a lot of combo guards, a lot of two guards that are having to handle the ball for them. And so I don't know that he's super comfortable in that, but we try to kind of give him a mix of on-ball, off-ball. We run a lot of sets to give him some open looks from three. And I, what I was impressed with um, in that game, uh, he, he struggled early on against us. you guys. Yeah. And I, I had to pull him multiple times just because he couldn't take care of the ball. And I, I talked to him. It was like I said going in, like, hey, if if you turn the ball over, I, I can't play in this game. Gave him another chance. He went in there, got he figured things out. He had some big buckets in the second half yeah, when he needed. I, I liked him. Loved the way he bounced back, and he took some tough shots in the game. Uh, in our uh, 
quarterfinal against uh, Fremont D-League, coached by Tyler Cravens. A good team. They gave us a really good battle. Uh, as Mwahu, Ashram Greenwood kids there. And um, he couldn't get a shot to go down for, uh, in the first half, come scored 11 in the second half, like three straight buckets when we really needed it. Um, so he's a guy that can, can really, really score the ball. And I'm just happy for him that he's playing so well. Coming in, I didn't know he missed his entire junior year basically cause, with a broken ankle. And he got cleared the week we started practice. Mm-hmm. So I had no expectations. Like I knew I was going to take him back because um, he earned that last summer. I didn't know how well he's going to be able to play, just missing out on all that time. Shot 42% from three in the spring, uh, efficient overall, like picked up like he had never missed time. So uh, I'm proud of that kid, and uh, he, he's a big part of our team for sure. So the, you know, some, the level of surprise was where for you this past weekend? Was it an individual game? Was it an outcome? Was it? stylistically how you thought a team would play versus what you saw was there I know for me what it was it was the 70 point win over OSA which I did not see coming at all um that doesn't really need rehashing but I I was shocked at at the way that that game was played yeah against the Oh, the Adidas Gold team in the, the quarterfinals there for the 17s that you're talking about there. Yeah. Against the ETG 16s. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was definitely tough. Um, Did you see that coming? No, not necessarily. I, I know they were a little shorthanded this weekend. Um, I know in the, the, their pool game against Team Factory, that was a really good battle down the stretch, um, and they just kind of went cold and couldn't get anything to go. Um, so I, I know if that would kind of carry over. Yeah, the they, they game, need but. a they need a downhill element, kind of s- where you can kind of get something easy at the rim at some point. Yeah, and uh, both Elkhorn South kids have been that for stretches. I, I thought um, Jackson Moore Swan he's been playing uh, he's been playing well for them. Um, he he played well when I watched him. Did a little bit of everything. That's kind of what he does. Does get downhill. And Alec Noonan, if you can get him in the right spots, um, he, he's a really good a slasher. a lot, lot bigger physically than I remember him being. He's got a great frame. But, yeah, that's unfortunate. Sometimes things just don't go your way, and it's a tough matchup. And um, it's the, credit to them. They bounced back and won their um, consolation game there. Yeah, um, they shook that one and, off in a hurry. In double-digit game, so it's, they didn't. Uh, it's pretty easy to just kind of shut it down after a loss like that, but they bounced back and ended the weekend on a high note, so that, that was good for them. What about the ERE 15s? Is that team better than you thought? Because they played better than I thought. So I, I've i seen them all over the place. Like I've seen them a handful of times. Back uh, down in Lincoln at the end of uh, uh, the spring, they played in that Prep Hoops tournament, and I saw them, uh, OSA Adidas Gold beat them, and it was kind of back and forth, and OSA – um, led early and then kind of let it go and then pulled away down the stretch. They came back and NRE beat both the T&E 14s playing up, who we know that's a very yeah, good team. That's a good team. Half that team was playing varsity this whole month. Um, and, and then they beat OSA Gold and kind of um, it wasn't that close uh, in the pool as well. So it's a team that I think has gotten better, starting to figure some some things out. They've got a lot of pieces. It seems like their rotation's uh, a little different kind of every game. But I got to keep watch out for is Trinell Parker on that team. Uh, another Creighton prep guy. I think he'll probably play JV this year, but he's a guy down the road. To- How about going back to May? We said, is this the year that Coach Lukey's going to have to play young guards? Yeah. <laughs> he might. Yeah. Not his thing, but he's got some good ones, some good young ones in the fold. 
typically does. We'll, we'll see kind of how all that shakes out. Obviously, it's got an almost entirely new team around Joey Rieschel and uh, and PJ Newball, who played well this weekend, I think, for Factory. But yeah, he had a really good last game. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's River Cities. That'll do it. That's a lot in a little. We'll be back next week. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm Old DB. Don't you dare miss it. It's Nebraska Preps post game. Hoda Media Production.